0: Amen. Let us stand as we get ready to go into the word of the Lord. And we will be coming out of Isaiah chapter 66, verses 1 and verses 2. Isaiah 66, verse 1 and 2. And I am reading out of the ESV, but whatever translation you have is good. The word of God is good. Amen. So let us read. Thus says the Lord, "Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What is the house that you would build for me, and what is the place for my rest? All these things my hand has made, and so all these things come to be, declares the Lord. But this is the one, but this is the one to whom I will look. He who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. Amen. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearing and the reading of his word. You may be seated. Amen. So today we're going to talk about a humble and a contrite spirit. Amen. A humble and a contrite spirit. You know, as we have just finished, um, uh, a series on Jabez. I just can't let it go, you know. I just keep reflecting on it and and uh, repeating the prayer and and repeat and and asking God, God, make me make me closer. I want to be closer to you. I want to know you in a deeper level. And as we grow as Christians, we get to a, a place of maturity that we think, you know, we've basically we've achieved, you know, we've arrived, we get it, but we will never understand God. We will never be able to consume all that God has for us here on this earth because it's impossible because of our flesh, because of our sin nature. And as I've been just looking at the prayer of Jabez and just staying focused on, you know, God, what have you called me to do? What have you called me to become? You see, God, um, shows favor God there is favor in God and we all have to understand that what what really is the favor in God why did Jabez get favor why did Noah get favor why was Abraham favored why was Ruth favored why were these people uh and patriarchs that we read in scripture what was it about them that God found favor in them what did they do so special that God found favor in them And when we're looking at it out of our spiritual, when we look at it out of our physical eyes, when we look at it just based on who we are, we can get that really construed. Because God doesn't show favoritism. God loves all of us, amen? He loves us all just the same. And so it's not so much that God... Favor them in a way that we think they are favored, because you know, as humans, when we look at favor, we think about a best friend, a buddy, a confidant, uh, and you know, like when you were children and you were they were you were playing. Tag, or you were playing kickball. Those are the old school games I know. But you know, you were playing on, and and they pick sides. They get two captains, and they would pick the team out of of the remaining people. And oftentimes, (laughs) we would sit there like, please pick me, please pick me, please pick me, because we didn't want to be the last person to get picked. And of course, you know, a lot of times people would pick the ones with the best talent, you know, with the athletic ability, or they would pick their friends, and so that would make us feel, you know. I've been not chosen, or I've been chosen last, like, okay, let me go over here. Like, you know, and everybody's like, eh, you know, she can't play. Um, but, you know, how that makes us feel. So when we're picked first, it, it, it gives us confidence. It gives us like, you know, oh, good, they like me. And, and, and we like to be liked, amen? We like, we like people to like us. We like people to have, find favor in us. And so as I was just kind of pondering this these past few days about favor and how why were some people why were people in the Bible chosen? Everyone that's in the Bible was actually chosen. I mean, you just they can't tell everybody's story. The book wouldn't even fill. The, the this house would not even hold hold all the stories that were not captured and written down or not written down, but God does not show favoritism and that is important for us to not, to know. But what God is looking for is it's a humble and a contrite spirit. When God is looking for you to do a specific task or something, he's looking at your heart. He's looking at your spirit. He's looking at the way you carry yourself, the way you walk in and out of places, the way you treat others, the way you talk to people, the way you deal with conflict. God is looking for humbleness and he's looking for a contrite heart. And so we know that contrite, it means to be um, regretful, Amen. It means to be apologetic. It means that, that we, are, we realize that when we have done something wrong or we have offended someone that we will go and apologize. Amen. We will go and, and make, make amends with that person or, or with that spouse or whoever it is. But God's looking for the humility. He's looking for the humbleness that we don't think that we're all that. Even if we were right and the other person was offended, God is looking for us to be the one that initiates the, the apology, that initiates uh, the forgiveness, so that we can stay on the same page. So as I'm looking through all of this, I think, what, what is the favor of God? You know, how, what is the favor of God, and how, how, do you, how do you attain the favor of God? Is it something that is attainable? And it really is attainable. It's attainable through obedience. But the best, the best definition I could find for the word favor is demonstrated delight. Amen. Demonstrated delight. The, the favor of God can be described as tangible evidence that a person has been approved by the Lord. He had that they, they have the approval of the Lord. That that when God sees him, when he wakes up, he delights in you. He's excited like, oh, they're up, you know, they've had a full night's rest, that he delights in you. He delights in you because he knows that your day is dedicated to him, that your day is ordered by him, and that you will be doing the things that God has done, that you are aligned with his will. So just like when we favor someone in the natural, God favors us, uh, favors us too um, in the spiritual. And when we favor someone, we want, want him or her to, to find delight in us, Amen. I mean, for those of us who, uh, for those who are married, I'm not one of those anymore. For those who are married or for those who are dating, you find delight in your, you should find delight in your spouse. <laughs> Let me back that up a little bit. <laughs> but you find delight in them when you first met them, there was something about them that attracted you, whether it was physical, whether it was the way they carried themselves, but there was something that, that just penetrated your heart and you wanted to get to know them. You wanted to spend time with them. Every time you thought of them, your heart got to race and you thought about them, you know, hey baby, what you doing? And you you pursued them. And God is saying that that even in the natural, when we find delight in each other, we are finding favor. Like, I really like being around that person. Like, I enjoy our conversation. I enjoy spending time with them. I look forward to it. And that's what God is saying, that he wants to find delight in us. Amen? Every time that we approach him, he don't want, you know, we come with the woe is me and Forgive me for this and this and that, and He will. He's a loving God. He will forgive you for all that. But when we speak to God, you know, there should be some delight. Like, like Lord, this, this, this. Yesterday, I had the opportunity to to uh, just witness to someone, just to pray over someone. That delights God's hearts when we begin to act in a way that is always reflecting Christ, that is always doing what God is doing. The other day, I was at the. Uh, at the nail shop and uh this young lady who was leaving was talking to uh to the the tech, and she was, the tech asked her, how was her son? And uh, it was just the two of us in the shop, and so I wasn't dipping. I mean, I couldn't help but hear. (laughs) But uh, she was saying, oh, he's, you know, he's about the same, and he has another appointment coming up and everything. And so she was talking about that they had to get him an ear pod, and that the ear pod cost $5,500. And I'm like, what kind of ear pod are y'all talking about? My goodness. But then she went on to explain uh, that he had lost his hearing during COVID and that he's a young kid, uh, and that, um, he lost hearing and actually both of his ears, he just got a case of COVID mild symptoms wasn't, you know, they felt that it wasn't a big deal, but when he got, you know, through with it, he had lost his hearing. Uh, that his hearing, he wasn't hearing as well, so they took him to the doctor, and he's lost total hearing in his right ear, and his left ear, it's it's not, you know, 100%, and so she was sitting there talking about it, and, you know, talking about the doctor's appointments, and how, you know, it's difficult, because... She, you know she feels like she's always having to yell at him, and you know he's just a kid, and there's certain things that he can't do anymore. And I was, I was sitting at the sitting there getting my uh, pedicure. I just began to pray over him, and I was like, Lord, you can fix that. God, you can certainly, certainly fix that. And so I just began to pray. And before she left, she walked to the back um, to use the restroom, and she came back up, and I said, I'm sorry. I just can I, I wasn't dipping, you know, I wasn't, but can I just have your son's name? I would like to, you know, just add him to my prayer list. And she just like almost melted. And she's like, oh my God, thank you so much. And she just began to say, you know, it's just been really difficult. And I said, well, I want you to know I'm going to be fervently praying for him that he will receive his hearing that he receives his hearing back. I said, you know, he's 8 years old, just a young kid and, and you know, life has full life ahead of him. And so, um, you know, the, the her fret was that he would lose total hearing. And so, I said, let's 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 just focus on what God can do. And so she was just so grateful. And that's, you know, and as she was walking away and I I've, I've said his name every morning, Lord, mason remember mason god those are the things that delight god now i'm not trying to brag and say hey y'all this is what i did but i mean it's those simple things those opportunities where we can join god in his work amen and i just pray i don't know her name i don't know if i will ever run into her again but i just pray that mason receives his hearing that Mason will feel the a healing power of God not through me amen but through the spirit of God by being just my obedience when the when the spirit prompted me to say just pray over that child right there in the hair, in, in the nail shop and so God delights in us and God it delights in the way we carry ourselves the way we the way we show positive influences over our family over the people we work with God is looking for for that type of, of, of lifestyle, a lifestyle that, that favors him, that brings glory and honor to, and honor to him. And so in the same way God shows favors to ones that delight in him and connect with him and give honor to him, these are the ones that God um, is, is knowing that they are ready. Amen. They are ready to further the mission that they were sent here for because their hearts are humbled. Their hearts are contrite. They are apologetic even when they maybe mess up, that they, they, they instantly realize that uh, I might not have wanted to do that, um, and that they come to God and, and, and refurbish their lives, they confess to God, and they begin to just live a lifestyle that is just worthy of the calling. And so in Second Chronicles 16 and 9, it says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, To show himself strong on behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. To be perfect towards him means we seek him. We seek his favor more than we seek the favor of anyone else, even ourselves. And so putting God in first place is a way that we can gain the favor of God. God already loves you. God already favors you. Amen. But he wants the favor to be reciprocated. Amen. Like, we love God. God is good. But God wants you to know, God wants to hear you say, God, you are good. God, I love you. God, I'm so thankful. You know, when you wake up in the morning, it's just not about what you got to face, what you got to do, and what you got to need, what you, and, and your needs. But it really is about giving God thanksgiving, giving God praise, honoring him for who he is. And so God is looking for a heart that is just molded and shaped after his own heart. Amen? A, a, a heart that is grateful, a heart that shows gratitude in all that they do. So God seeks uh, those who love Him and His loves Him, love Him and His commands, so He can bless them and He can guide them and He can protect them. You know, in Psalms it says that He leadeth me, pat, He leadeth me, He me by the streams of waters. I'm getting it. I'm mixed up like usual. Um, but that God, God wants to have a daily encounter with you. You know, he wants to walk with you through the shadow of death, through all that you have to face. God is right there. But oftentimes we just we just think we can handle things on our own. I mean I know for me I am so strong-willed it's ridiculous. I'm so, you know, like I can just do this. I can handle it, you know, and I will just be like, you know, I don't need to bother nobody. I don't need to do this. I can do this because God's given me the ability to do things. But God is saying there are times when Katani, I just want you to just just let it go. <laughs> just just ask for help. Just 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 allow me to be to walk with you. You know, I am God. I am your God and I want to prove it. And a lot of times I think, you know, we can can become so sanctimonious and so heaven-minded that we don't really think that, you know, God, I don't want to bother you. God said, bother me. Bother me. I want to be bothered by you. I want you to invite me into your mess. I want you to invite me into your hardships. You know, it's just one thing to pray. But it's another thing to just ask God to just get in the mud with you. Like, God, you know, I'm tired. (laughs) You know, like Jacob was struggling with the angel where he finally just said, you know, he just tapped out and said, okay, I'm done. God wants to get us to that point to where he can break us. Amen. Where he can get us to the point to where we have just totally surrendered to him. So invite God into your mess and don't be ashamed to invite him to the mess because he already knows. He already know you smoking dope. He know you drinking. He know you fornicating. He knows your sins. He knows everything. There's nothing you can hide from God. You can't hide it. So if you think, you know, uh, I'm just going to you know, slide up in here and sit in the pew like, okay, Jesus, forgive me for this. Forgive me for that. He already knows. He knows everything. He knew it before you committed the sin. And so when we try to hide it or we try to act like we're just so holy and we're just so righteous, that, that begins to build up a self-righteous attitude. And it's like, I can get away with something. Like I can, you know, these folks at church are clueless to what's going on in my life. And God's like, no, not really. no not really (laughs) they can smell that alcohol on your breath you know (laughs) God is just like you know just be honest be transparent in who you are and where you are because when God can break all that when you invite him in and he can break all that up that becomes your testimony that becomes that becomes your your authority to just go in and break up things that becomes the place where you can minister truly minister at and show the, the the heart of God like baby I've been there I've been pregnant four or five times. I've had this many abortions. I've done this and that. God is not worried about the level of your sin. What God is, God is concerned with is the heart. Where is your heart? What are you doing, amen, to correct this? If you want to find favor in God, just begin confessing your, your sins, the word says we, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the power and the testimony of our lives. When we begin to give our testimony of what we've done, what we've walked through, the enemy has absolutely anything. He can't grab a hold of anything because it's already out there. And once it's out there, you get freed from it. Amen. And once once you become free of it, it is a distaste to you. And it's like, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to just walk in God's favor. So as we seek God's favor, as we seek to know what the favor of God is, God seeks those who love him. And love his commands so that he can bless us and he can guide us and he can protect us. This does not mean that everyone is going to become prosperous. Everyone's going to become rich. Everyone's going to be healthy. Everyone's going to be, you know, I'm in the favor of God and nothing's wrong. And you live on this, like, you know, oh realm. God's like, no, it don't work like that. You are going to face life. You're going to face situations. There's going to be hardships. There's going to be deaths. There's going to be pain. There's going to be hurt. There's going to be all the things that sin brings with it. But to know that I have favor with God, to know that I have that favor with God. Can you imagine Abraham having the favor of God, being a godly man, and God tells him, I want your son, Isaac, can you imagine God asking some, for something so dear to your heart, like your child, <laughs> um, and, and saying, you know, I want to test you. I, can, I can't even imagine Abraham, you know, all that he went through when he heard the, the you know, because I'm looking at it through the physical light, we're going to have to talk. We're going to have to, we gonna have, wait, hold up. You want me to do what? Sacrifice my child? Wait, okay, we're going to have to, you know, what have I done? And I'm going to start thinking about, okay, what did I do? Did I cuss somebody? What did I do? You know, Lord, why are you doing this to me? But Abraham's immediate response was, not my will, but your will be done. And he did everything. And he gathered the wood, had put the wood on Isaac's back, Isaac walking up, not realizing really what's going on. But, but just his obedience And all that God had called him to do. And when he raised that knife to take the life of his son, God says, now I know that you truly, truly love me. That you would sacrifice your own son. That's what God is looking for us, looking at, looking at us saying, just give it to me. Just trust me. You know, sometimes we just don't know how to get out of a situation. Sometimes we get stuck in the, the cycle of payday loans because we don't understand finances. We, we don't know how to manage our finances. And we're running here and running there and, and doing things out of, God's, out of God's will just to, to meet the financial uh, burden upon us. We're shacking up. We've got, you know, they're coming in and they're causing chaos in your life, but you tolerate it because you need to to make the rent. And God is saying, if you would just lift up the knife and just trust me, trust me, amen. And that's how we gain favor with God is by fully learning to trust him. So those who were favored, um, uh, those who are favored for God knew that they were favored by God and knew that nothing... uh, Nothing. Once you really understand that you are favored by God, there's really nothing the enemy can do to take that away. He cannot mess with God's favor, and so once we realize that we are all favored and everyone in here is favored, just put your hand over your heart and say, "I am favored. I am favored." Do you know what that? I am. Favored that you are favored by God, amen, that God loves you deeply, and once you understand that, once you catch the principle that God loves me like that, that he died on that cross for me, then that gives us the empowerment amen to move forward not in an arrogant sense but in a sense of just respect, a sense of of just wanting to grab everyone we can and just tell them about the precious love of God so in addition to the outward evidence of God's favor, uh, we can feel, we feel it in our spirits. It can be felt in the spirit. It can all be, also be felt in the natural. Just as if, if someone, uh, your husband, your spouse, or a coworker or something does something really nice for you, and it's just kind and gentle with you, you know that you've gained their favor. So when the favor of the Lord rests upon us, with, it gives us that quiet confidence. Amen. There's been times when I was when I was working in corporate America, and man, I'm working with a bunch of women. So you already know, okay? And that cattiness would start, and that that you know that that climb out of the bucket, you know, and the crabs pulling you back down. And I would just sit there and like, you know, I'm not here. To, I'm here for. I'm just here to do my job. I'm not here to you know self-promote myself. But it's funny because every job that I've ever started whether I started at the bottom or whether I started at the top I ended up being a manager I ended up being a supervisor because I just simply sat quiet and was obedient to what God had called me to do I was a witness to I would witness to my co-workers I would just you know I would not get caught in the drama of life and um, as I and I would just do what God would do and God just elevated me to a position to higher positions and god is saying i will do the same thing for you so at the end of my career as a banker i uh pastor had given me uh it was my birthday and um i was at work that day and uh the girls were just acting really weird toward me and i'm just like what are y'all doing and they're just like you can go home now you can go home i'm like well i gotta lock the bank up so i can't go home (laughs) so um but i left and everyone just took off like ants like and i'm just like okay And so the pastor had called me, said, oh, I'm up at the church, come to the church. And so I came up here and um, when I got here, all of my coworkers were here. He had had this little surprise birthday party and they just began to talk to me and tell me, you know, who, what I had meant in their lives you know, the the, uh, the things that I had done, quietly done, and how it had impacted them. And to this day, they will still call me. They will still They will still reach out to me. And I think, you know, that's nothing but the favor of God. That we can make an impact on one's lives. That in years to come, and it's been well over 10 years, probably about 15 years, probably more than that, that I've worked in corporate America, but I still have a relationship with these young ladies that will call me, Send me Christmas cards. Hey, you want to do lunch, um, and that I could talk to them because I have favor with God, and that favor with God emanates out of me, and I have found favor with them, and that's how we want to live our lives, walking in the favor of God, so that we can reach others. So, when how do we find God's favor? We find it in humility. In Isaiah chapter one and nineteen, it says, "If you are willing and obedient." you will eat the good things of the land that we find favor in our obedience to God amen so as we've studied the prayer of Jabez and we want our tents expanded and we're 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 asking God for more we're asking for more of God Understand that that comes with obedience, that comes with a high level of obedience, it comes with structure in our lives, it comes with with more than just citing the words, reciting the words, but not living the lifestyle, that we have to line up our lifestyles to be who God is has called us to be. And so God does not have favorites. I just want you to know, we can look at each other, you know, we like, oh, well, look where they live and look what they've accomplished and look at this and look at that. And we'll look at material things and think that, you know, that equates to the favor of God. Yes, it could equate to the favor of God because that's a life of obedience. That's a life of diligence. That's a life of hard work, but God favors us all. And it's just how we, how we walk in what God hands to us. The gift that God has handed to us is the Holy Spirit. The gift that God has handed to us is a sound mind. So go and get a job, go, and get, go, go to school, get an education, do all that God has, has provided for you. And when you put all of those things together, you walk in favor. You can create your own favor uh, in those things. So it's not for us to, to, to tit-tat and look at other people and wonder, wow, why are they so successful? Why are they doing this and that? Because they were obedient to the principles of God. So God doesn't show favor, nor does he show partiality. God loves us all the same. If we think, you know, oh, look at she's Pastor K. She's this, Let me tell you, God loves us all the same. When He looks at me, He looks at you. We are we are all on equal playing grounds. That there's no no difference between the elder and the usher. There's no difference between a, a, a deacon, amen, and a Sunday school teacher. We're all the same. That God loves us all and God shows us. Uh, doesn't show favoritism, but he, and nor does he show partiality. All God is looking for is the obedience that we have. And so we look at, we can look at um, Joseph uh, for a prime example that his daddy loved him. His father was crazy in love with him. And, and as, as parents, you know, we grow up and we have knuckleheaded children. We have children that are a blessing. You know, we have the gamut of all kind of personalities, but but Israel favored Joseph so much to the point to where his brothers became so jealous of him. And Joseph not understanding the favor that was on him even before uh, he entered into his mother's womb, he grew up cocky. And he took his favoritism and he flashed it in front of his brothers. And his brothers hated him. I mean, when he was coming, anytime they would see him, they would just make him curl up. They did not they did not. Uh, appreciate nor did they care for him to the point to where they decided to take him out like you know what let's just take him out because I'm tired of his stories I'm tired of him flaunting but they did not realize the purpose that was on their brother's life they did not it was not even a concept to them that their brother that Joseph would one day save their lives and just just the way God orchestrated it is that they don't like you now they can't stand you now but they will they are going to love you in the end and so when we look at at how we walk amongst people let's not be arrogant let's not be haughty but really you know when I meet people or when I'm engaging with people I'm like God what is the purpose of our relationship you know what what is what what why why did I just happen to meet this person or people want to meet with me and I'm like God is it is this you is this your will? Because sometimes we can just spend, you know, we can just spend our wills on things. And so I'm always asking God for genuine relationships. Asking God, you know, what 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 glorifies you in this relationship? How do I honor and glorify you throughout this relationship? So let's not be like Joseph. But Joseph and his brothers at, at the end of life, after they had matured, realized what God was doing. They had a relationship with God. And, and Joseph stayed obedient to God's word, even in the midst of, of being in jail, amen, of being accused of rape, of, of just, he stayed honorable to Pharaoh. He stayed honorable to the house of Pharaoh and did all that he would, he had done. He could have, he could have screamed and hollered. He could have, you know, he could have just kicked back, but there was something in him as he was in those, in that jail cell at night, he was thinking about, okay, God, how did I get here? And I'm pretty sure they had some intense conversation. And as he just kept being obedient, he began to see the steps that God had ordered for him. So it's important that we understand what we've been through in life. Amen? That even though it's been ugly, even though it's been hard, even though it's been, you know, disastrous, that, God, why did I have to walk through that? Where where are you taking me? Because we want our paths to be straight and to the point. Amen? I want the husband, I want the wife, you know, I want the husband, or I want the wife, I want the kids, I want the picket fence. And we, 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 you know, we go in and we attain all these things. And God is saying, make sure that I'm in the center of the will. Make sure that I am in the center of the will. When we uh, allow God to order our steps, we stay in the favor of God. So even in the midst of crisis, even in the midst of just pure hell, Joseph remained faithful to God. Joseph remained faithful. Um, true to God when you think about Daniel and when you think about the three Hebrew boys they stayed true to God even in the lion's den even in the pit of fire they were like God can and God will the relationship with God was so tight and so intense is that whether he does or not is not going to distract whether or not I'm going to give him praise in this situation so we have to make sure that when we are um Trying to understand why God favors us when we're trying to gain the favor of God, it's the heart action. Amen. It's the obedience of our heart that really is the key factor that God's looking for. He doesn't care if you're a CEO. He don't care if you're making, you know, millions. None of that matters. None of the things that we look at as, as humans and think now they've attained and they've arrived. God's like, you ain't arrived. I got mansions up here that make that look like the ghetto. Okay. So God is like, I want to, I want you to pour, pour yourself into the things that matter most, the things that are eternal. Yes, yes, nice homes and 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 th- that's all fine. It's there's nothing wrong with that. But Make sure you dedicate that to the Lord. Make that sure that you, you're giving God the praise for all that he's done, for all the things and the blessings that he has given you. So God finds favor in man. God uses man to, to reciprocate the favor that he, that he uh, gave us on the cross, that Jesus died on that cross for us. That's favor. Amen? That his grace and his mercy Looked at our situations, looked at our lives, looked at our sin. He saw it all, and he said, "Just pass it right on on to me, God. I will take it on. I will take on every knuckle-headed thought, every action, everything that that man will do from here until eternity. I will pay the costs for the reward of them being able to be saved, for the reward of them to live a life here on earth, to and to." Come into eternity at the end of that life. God loves you that much. God has found favor in you. So that in that, in a nutshell, should make you, you know, walk out of here like, okay, I gotta quit playing. I gotta quit playing with God because a lot of times we play with God. You know, we just just roll the dice. <laughs> Let me see if I can get away with this. And sometimes, you know, in our own mind, we think we've gotten away with things. We think that we've gotten over on God, and God is like, no. Just keep, keep living, because down the road, it's going to come back and bite you in the butt. It's going to come back in some way, shape, or fashion that we have to pay for the actions that, that we do, that we just don't get to run amok, especially as a Christian. You just don't get to run amok and think that you can get away with it. But God will break you. God will mold you. He will give you a Jacob experience. Amen. He will give you a Moses experience. He will, give you a, um, he will take you through an experience that only you will know. That God, that's you, and that you will hopefully fall to your feet and ask for God's for God's forgiveness. So God finds favor with man. God finds favor with man, and God finds favor with you. When when a uh, a man is looking for a spouse, Amen. When or a woman is looking for a spouse, they're looking for someone that can connect to their heart. You know, it's not it's not always about looks or money or or, or what, what one has achieved, but it's what's coming out of, the ha- what's coming out of their heart. And so when, we, when we're looking for favor with God, God is looking at our heart because we know God's heart is pure. And, and God is saying that God is looking, just as in Proverbs, it speaks about the virtuous woman. God is looking for virtuous saints. He's looking for virtuous brides. We are the bride of Christ. And God is looking for one that works diligently, man, man that arises, this is male or female that arises in the morning, that takes care of their family, that, that is honored at the gate, that is honored on their job, that is walking a life that is pleasing to him. So God is looking when he's looking and you're trying to understand what favor is, is, is virtuous behavior, it's virtuous behavior, asking God to lead and guide every step of the way Helping others, amen, to climb up the ladder, helping others to to make it in this world. A lot of times, you know, we do the Jones thing, like, you know, we are always trying to do what our neighbors are trying to do. We're always trying to to, to compete with each other, and there is no competition in God. There's no competition whatsoever. We could never out <laughs> we could never outdo Him. We can never out outpay Him. We can never do anything. We just receive the blessing of being favored by him. Uh, a lot of times on our jobs, um, we're looking, you know, to move up the ladder. And God says, there's favor on your jobs. There's favor in everything, in every point, in every walk with life. Favor with jobs. There's favor with your friends. There's just favor. It just reeks. This world reeks of, of the favor. But we've got to understand the principle of getting to that favor is strictly and profoundly it's the obedience that we, we uh we display on our jobs in our homes there's there's obedience in your household amen you got to act right even at home uh, so when there's these you know uh discussions like we me and Pastor Callum discussions that are <laughs> that need to be made that that you need to walk in the favor of God especially in a, in a discussion cuz they can get real heated but walking in the favor of God how am i going to explain this situation to my spouse or to 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 my loved one, how am I going to approach it? Am I going to approach it condescending and just set them off? Or am I going to approach it with a love? Am I going to approach it in a manner that shows that I'm giving them favor, that I'm using the favor of God through me to to help them and to aid with them? So I just have all kinds of scriptures, but I'm not going to um, be sharing those today. (laughs) But if you just look up, you know, the favor of God, it will just give you an abundance of stories and scriptures to... uh, to um, help you further understand that favor is from God and that you, it's a gift from God. And God has gifted you to be able to display favor. Favor is trustworthy. Favor is loving. And God wants us to, to emanate him while we're here on earth. So the favor of God, it really begins with faith. Amen. The favor of God begins with faith. First of all, we've got to have a personal relationship with God. Um, In Galatians 1 and 10, it says, As I am now trying to win approval, I am now trying to win the approval of human beings, but of God. Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Amen, Brother Paul. Amen. (laughs) That favor is only come from God. You can do so much for someone. You can pour yourself out. I've done it. I do it. I'm still doing it. Showing people favor, helping people out, doing more than I need to do or more than I want to do. Just trying to grab them and just say, you know, God is good. God will help you, and we do that constantly. And I think a lot of times it's just kind of a self-righteous thing, like I'm, I'm gonna do this, and you know I'm going to, and then I'm gonna testify about it. Okay, you didn't do that. You didn't do that to help the person. You did that for the testimony. And so we we have to understand that when we're walking in God's ways, that when we are blessing another brother or we're showing a brother or sister favor, Amen. That we're not doing it out of just gain, out of conceit. And, I, and just trying to gain, you know, tickets, tick marks on our board. But that we're doing it out of the heart of God. Because when God died on that cross, amen, that was the biggest tick mark he, that ever went out. No one is going to, to outdo that. And if he could humble himself and die on a cross, you can humble yourself and pray for a friend, amen. You can humble yourself and maybe just help them out financially. You can humble yourselves in ways that show God's heart that you actually care about them, but when you care about them, you know, I've, I've given out mega money, like, I would have a fat bank account if I can think about a, all the money that people said they were going to give back to me, and when they don't give it back, you know, you get that attitude, like, I know you're not speaking to me, like, where my money at? <laughs> you know, and you're always looking like, are you are do I need to remind you? Hello? Um, and they just, you know, just nonchalantly have, you know, it's just dissipated from their minds. Um, but that's how we, you know, if you, if you're not forgiving of that, if you don't let that go, it it causes resentment. And God is saying, "I, I don't resent. Amen. I don't resent going to the cross for you. I don't resent paying the price of death for your sins. So we have to learn to let things go. We have to be forgiving in God's eyes, and we have to um, just, just, just walk in integrity. God honors integrity. Um, God honors a person that, that just walks that line, you know? And we might think it's hard, and it really isn't. It's just it's hard to be obedient because of our flesh, but it's not hard. If you if you align yourself with God's will it really isn't hard actually it's easier it's a lot less worry it's a lot less pain it's a lot lot less sleepless nights when we give our, our attention to what God is asking for us and we're walking in the integrity of of God and God God is also looking just to be humble to be 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 humble before him be humble before people and so and everything we do, if we're wanting to gain the favor of God, if we're looking like, God, I, I just I want you to expand my territory. God, I want you to bless me. Bless me indeed. There are certain things that have to be done. You can pray the prayer and ask for the blessing, but God's not gonna answer you or give you the blessing, not because he's being selfish, but he knows that your heart is not ready for it. God wants your heart to be ready for the expansion. God wants your heart to be ready for the promotion. God wants your heart to be ready for the spouse. God wants your heart to be ready for the home. We can't ask God to give us things that he knows that we are not going to be accountable for and take care of. But God is looking to, to, uh, for us to be humble enough to receive what he has for us. And God at this season and this time is awakening us, is shaking us and saying, oh, I'm about to do some things for people. I'm about to answer some prayers, amen. I'm about to open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive. I want to do that. And so the reason I'm just harping on this obedience piece is because you don't want to miss out. I don't want you to miss out. Don't look at me, okay? I'm <laughs> like, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> but don't, don't get jealous and don't get angry because you did not take the responsibility of getting to, to develop a relationship with God to, uh, to ask for his forgiveness and to, to reciprocate that forgiveness to others. But God, see, our God is wise. And so he does find favor and he sees the favor. Everyone in here, I keep repeating it. Everyone in here has the favor of God on them. Every one of us, our, our, our purpose to do profound things for God, purpose to do profound things on this earth. See, so God is very wise and He gives you the choice. And that's simply it choose ye this day whom you will serve. Do you want to serve God or do you want to serve yourself? Do you want to elevate God or do you want to be elevated? It's just like those two disciples. Uh, I think it was John. I think it was James and John who went to, to Jesus and said, hey, when you get to heaven, like, can we take the right and the left? Like, you know, we want to be, I want to be seen. You know, they wanted to be elevated. They were looking, looking for, uh, to being seen and to be noticed. And, and Jesus' response was, can you bear the cup that I'm about to take? <laughs> like, yeah. You, you ready for this? <laughs> and, and they didn't realize they just saw the popularity of Jesus. They saw how people loved them. They saw how people gathered around them, that people just yearned for them. Like anytime they stepped out of their camp, there were thousands of people wanting to just hear the message of the Lord. And it was attractional for them. They were just simply ordinary men. Like, look at us. We all bossed up, you know. Hey, like when he enters his kingdom that he keeps talking about Let's ask him for the right and the left. Let's, let's be his boys. And, and Jesus just responds to them, can you bear the cup that I am about to take? They didn't, they didn't see the end. They were looking at what they could see in the flesh, the pleasures and, and, and the notoriety. And, God is, and Jesus was telling them, can you bear the cup that I'm about to bear? Can you do this? <laughs> he said, the seat on the right and the left is not my choice. That's the father's choice. But right now here on this earth, can you bear the seat? Can you bear what I'm about to go through? And when he started, you know, going through through going taking up going to Calvary, where did they go? They disappeared. They went on the right, they went on the left, they were nowhere to be found. They had taken off because they realized that this is this is a little bit much, you know, and 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 they were ashamed of their popularity then. Then it was like, no, I'm not one of them. I don't know him because they didn't want to be condemned, but God is saying that God is wise, and he knows just what we can take, just what we can bear, and God is saying it's right there. All you got to do is just unpeel it, amen, and begin to partake of it, and it's just a daily thing. It's simple tasks. It's simple responses. It's just showing the love of God. You know, sometimes we just over-spiritualize everything when God is saying it really is simple, Like, you don't have to throw the middle finger up to the person that just cut you off. It's that simple. You can go to work with a smile on your face because somebody has put their caseload on your desk because they didn't get to it. But maybe there was something going on in their life. Maybe there's just something happening with them right now. And they had to call out, or they're just asking for your help. Instead of your response, you know, instead of you rebutting or or refusing or getting into an argument, just ask God, Lord, What is it? How can I be a reflection of your love through this? Can I help them? Can I speak to them? I'm going to pray for them instead of just coming into a conclusion. So God favors those he loves. Amen. God favors his children. That means that he favors all of us. That God favors all of us. That we have a power. Amen. To be written in the Chronicles for living a great life. For doing the things that God has called us to do for being the one that God has called us to be. God is looking for a bride. Amen. He's coming back for us and he's coming back soon. And he's looking for a bride that is dedicated to him, that loves him without condition, that is prepared and ready to do all that he has. So it would behoove us to, to begin to just follow the steps that God has laid out in his word. He's laid everything out for us. And when we, really understand that all I need to do is be obedient. Amen. And I know it's tough. I got, I had my grandson all weekend and I was just like, child, and then my, I was telling my daughter, he's just like you, you know, he's just like you, but he's just, you know, he's, so we had to cut down his, his uh, gaming time. We had to cut down his TV time because the boy has just gone crazy. And I'm just like, who are you telling no to? You know, like, like old school, my mama, you know, you just find yourself laying on the floor somewhere is about to come out. And I was like, and Nolly, that's not nice. And I want you to know, and then he has a nerve. I ain't mad at you, grandma. And he run off and lay down somewhere. I'm Just like, I could just feel my mother's hand, you know, before I could even get, I'm mad at you out. And I'm sitting there looking at him and I'm, I'm getting tickled. And I'm just like, you know, those are the things that we need to capture and handle, because that's the same way we act towards God. We don't act no different. I'm mad at you, God. You didn't answer my prayer. I'm mad at you, God. You let so-and-so get the, the promotion, you know. We are the same. We're just little spoiled brat kids. Uh, and God has to put us in timeout. So if you're finding yourself in timeout, there's apology that needs to be made to the Lord, amen. There's repentance that needs to be made to the Lord, There's asking for forgiveness because God loves you. And and to release the favor of God on your life, you have to walk in obedience. Amen. 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 God bless you this morning. Amen. Amen. As we stand before the Lord, amen, just to give thanks to him this morning. Amen. If you're watching online, we just invite you to stand and just begin to give thanks to the Lord this morning for all he's done for us. God is so, so good. It's just, it amazes me of how much he loves me because I know me (laughs) and you know you. And we know our ups and downs. We know our struggles. And through all of that, God still loves us and God still finds favor in us. So this morning as we close out, we just want to thank God for the love. Amen. Just raise your hands this morning and just thank him for the love that he has for you as our elders come forth this morning and we get ready to open the altar, amen. For those who may just need prayer, for those who just want to come and kneel at the altar, for those of you watching online, if you just need to connect with someone, if you don't want to come to the altar, you can also just raise your hands and we'll come to you. (laughs) Because we just want to express the favor of God and the love of God on you this morning. I want you to know that God loves you. I want you to know that God favors you. I want you to know that God delights in you, even in all of your mess. God sees the end. God sees the results. The word says that nothing will return void to him. So you might be a mess right now you might be the joseph that's parading around your gifts that's parading around your coat that's parading around the favor the world has given you or the or that you have attained but god says i love you and all of that is just a process amen to get you to the point to where i can use you and use you profoundly so if you want to be used profoundly find god you want to understand the favor of god just lift up your hands this morning amen Father God, we thank you for the word, Lord. We thank you that you have found favor in each and every one of us, God. That before you released us from the heavens, Father God, you had poured destiny into us. You had poured life and purpose into us, God. And as we travel this road, Father God, here on earth, let us realize that all gifts come from you. Everything we have obtained has come from you that you have shown us favor in a, such a way, God. And now we know, Father God, that we repent of any credit that we've taken upon ourselves. And we ask that, Father God, you will expand our territory. You will strengthen our, our hearts, God. You will use us in ministry corporately and outside, in our families, in our play areas, in our work areas, God. That when, when we walk in, people will see the light of God shining through us and they will see the favor and God that we will release that favor everywhere we go so that we will gain the knowledge and love and wisdom of God and share it with others. We bless you this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. In your name we pray and thank you. Amen. Amen.